Welcome to the second edition of Drive-In Double Feature. I'm Ryan. I'm Nathan. And today we'll be talking about 1989's Wired. So have you heard of this movie before I before I even mentioned it to you? I've seen and heard very little about this. Yeah, almost zero experience. So I instead of us normally talking about like how we heard about this movie or whatever, it's, since it's pretty just we found that or whatever we just thought of it. Um, let me ask you this. What has been your experience with the person, the subject matter, John Belushi? What's been your experience with him? My experience? Um, <laughs> good, good question. Uh, I remember being a kid and turning on VH1. And it was like, they did like a series where it was like movies that changed a generation. And Animal House was on and I hated it. I hated Animal House. I turned it off. Did not like it. I've not seen it since. I do not feel the same way. I need to rewatch it. Um, but since then, I've seen SNL. I've watched Blues Brothers. And yeah, he's a really funny guy. I think Blues Brothers is a great movie. Probably the best SNL movie. And uh, no, he's just a legendary guy. He's funny. What, what so, about you? I mean, everyone I was, you know, Animal House has always been like your dad's favorite college movie. In our age group. Sort of, it's just like, oh yeah, my daddy saw that movie. It was hilarious. He loved it, you know. Like, but I've just, I've never really had that emotional attachment to John Belushi. I mean, you know, he's he's a really talented guy. But if just, you weren't like experiencing him when he was at his most popular, I don't think you're gonna love him as much as as you would now. So I mean, kind of like like someone comparable to uh, during that time period or during my time period that I would say is comparable to him would be like a Chris Farley type, you know, love Tommy boy, love those types of movies, loved him on SNL, but watching animal house, you know, it's, it's good, but I didn't, I was never like blown away by it or even blues brothers. I'm like, yeah, it was entertaining, but it wasn't like this top tier comedy that everyone really talks about all the time. And, I've seen his best of SNL DVD and, you know, it's funny for some of it, but a lot of those early SNLs, I mean, and quite frankly, most SNL episodes, if you watch like the entire episode of like any random episode of SNL, there's a lot of terrible stuff in there. People have like affinity, like an affinity for like old SNL and I never found SNL that funny like you know there's good skit uh, skits and sketches don't get me wrong but most of the time they 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 become dated i think snl in general is it it gets dated very easily well it's like you you find that one episode that has that one golden sketch but you know there's what like six seven sketches like in an episode and i mean like there might be like one winner and then like six duds so exactly Usually those best of compilations are the only good skits that are in there. Because, I mean, I tried watching, like, the first season of SNL. I had it on DVD, and it is rough. There's just a lot of stuff in there that is not very funny to me, and I'm just, I'm not connecting with 
in the slightest. Yeah, I feel the same way. I tried my, I, I wanted to go through the early seasons of SNL and I stopped because I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like you said, there's golden stuff, but I do want to say for people that love that era of SNL and love John Belushi, they probably hate this movie. Am I right? You know, I, so that's what I was going to say. So like have not having this emotional attachment to John Belushi going into this, I was like, you know, he's not like the sacred entertainer that I have to like, you know, how dare you speak ill of John Belushi. So, you know, I was kind of expecting like, you know, like your typical biopic movie where it shows their rise to fame and some, and then they have like this downward spiral and it kind of ends on this really touching moment, but we don't really get that in this movie. And I'm just going to go say it because I, I want to get this out right now. This movie sucked. I hated this movie. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> uh, like, not only is it just like an awful movie, it's just really offensive. I usually don't get too offended, especially about topics like John Belushi, which mm. John Belushi, I don't, I'm not invested in this man's life, but watching this movie, I know that it's it's very just shameful and misguided and just basically pissing on the man's grave it's like i said i was not i didn't mind if there was going to be some negative in here but this movie is it's a hit piece it's like a total character assassination of the man of a dead man of a man who had been dead for years and for no reason whatsoever and it's it's just horrible like it's like probably one of the most scathing hit pieces i've ever seen yeah and this movie is very hard to come by and you know you think it's like these people trying to suppress it like oh they don't want you to know the truth of john belushi or whatever but it's not that at all it's just this movie doesn't deserve any time it doesn't deserve anybody knowing about it It doesn't deserve any type of remastering or anything like that because it only had a vhs release and that's it pretty much, it need, this is one movie that needs to become lost media, in my opinion. It only should exist for people with really morbid curiosity. And let's say, like, you're listening to this and you have that morbid curiosity. Let me tell you, you're not going to enjoy it. It's yeah, just it, not good. It's not worth your time. If you didn't watch this movie in preparation for this episode, this I, this is now a commercial for you to <laughs> not watch it because it, I truly, you know, Whatever depths we go into, describe it. It's not worth it. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. Just take our review, listen to this, and you'll get the whole experience. I promise you. But yeah, it's Michael Chiklis as John Belushi, which I don't even think he's that bad in the role. But yeah, I he's probably one of the better parts of the movie. I don't love him though. I don't think he no. does a great job. It seems like he was working with what he had. He wasn't trying to defame John Belushi, but the script was definitely not helping him at all. And so much so, in fact, that after this movie came out, it pretty much stalled his career. Which for, is yeah, he, sad. He said it stalled his career for over a year because nobody wanted to touch him after that. But, you know, he did go on to have success with a couple of successful TV shows and movies. So he did all right. He made it out of this, which some actors don't get that ticket. Right. And this was his very first feature film too. And he's starring as this giant larger than life personality. So it, it, it was a lot to deal with and it, 
truly, you know, he, he actually went up to Jim Belushi, John Belushi's brother afterwards and apologized for being in this movie. And I know Hollywood has a really like problem with this movie. Cause they, they, you talked about this a little bit before, but Dan Aykroyd literally cursed this movie with witches, or at least that's yeah. what he says. That's what he says. And knowing what the type of person Dan Aykroyd is, that doesn't really surprise me too much. Yeah, it's, Probably literally a cursed movie, <laughs> which is so funny to me. But it's just one of those movies that it just doesn't deserve the attention. I mean, if you just let the movie speak for itself and didn't even give it the time of day, I don't think it would have even, I don't think it would have the same infamy or anything. But mm-hmm. right, I guess like getting into the movie, what I felt like was the most painful part is from the get go it has John Belushi in a body bag and he pops out of the body bag and he realizes he's dead. And it's almost like a comedic scene of him rushing around the morgue, but naked, a dead man. And they are expecting, and he's just running around the hospital screaming because he doesn't realize he's dead. And he's wondering why the hell he's in a morgue. It's crazy. Not many movies have this reputation that, at least that I've watched, where I knew it was going to be just completely awful from the first minute. But I saw this and I was like, holy crap, this is awful. Yeah, it has zero respect for the man, too. And the whole movie is kind of told, like, from this perspective of, like, it's a wonderful life or ghost mm-hmm. of Christmas past, like Christmas Carol style, where it's this apparition, like his guardian angel is taking him around, like, and showing him like the, it, and it's just shaming him like the entire time. It's just like, yeah. let me just show you the darkest times of your life and make you just feel like a complete piece of garbage. Yeah. And his guardian angel, I would hate to have this guardian of angel. He, um, he's also a taxi driver driving him around. He just calls him stupid. Like he's like, Oh, you, you did heroin. You did drugs. You dummy. You're so stupid. Why didn't you just stop? <laughs> Why didn't you stop doing drugs? Usually when you have like these downward spiral, spiral type of movies, like where somebody loses their life to drugs or alcohol, that you have to give them like this likable image, like when they first when they start first start the movie, because you have to get invested in the character. So that way, when they do hit rock bottom, it's kind of like this really tragic story. But right from the get go, they immediately is like, okay, here's you taking drugs and you yelling at your wife. <laughs> it just it doesn't it doesn't paint a positive picture at all. There, I mean, there's a couple of scenes where it shows him like being romantic with his wife like like oh they buried him in the sand look how cute that is but it's very brief yeah it it only tries to make him human a couple times like i i feel like whoever wrote this doesn't understand that people get addicted to drugs and what they become they they don't ever want to become that they don't plan on becoming that they're literally addicted this person comes from a spot of like, oh, well, he kept doing drugs. What an idiot. He could have just sat down and stopped. And so he came, went in with that mindset and didn't want to make him human at all. Yeah. yeah. So the the other puzzling thing they made about this movie is like, so the whole movie, just to give you a bit of backstory, is based off of a book called Wired, which was actually written by Bob Woodward, the same man that was responsible for the Watergate scandal being exposed. So he wrote this book about John Belushi's drug addiction that came out right after John Belushi died. And then it eventually got picked up into this feature film. Now, the most puzzling part is 
the person writing this movie decides to make Bob Woodward a main character in the movie. Yeah. What the hell was that? And it goes into this weird... So, like, at the same time that John Belushi is seeing, like, the darkest times of his life, it's also, like, this weird, like, murder mystery of, like, trying to figure out how John Belushi died. Yeah, I don't (laughs) understand. And I, like, it... And it's like a murder mystery, and the author gets a section in the book, or sorry, in the movie, and it also has one of the one of the most bizarre scenes in it where they're driving down the street, and then they're driving next to the author of the book, and he's like, that guy? I love that guy. He's making a book about me? Oh, I'm screwed. Like, it was just I, really bad. Oh, I know, and it's it's so weird because it's like, John Belushi, as a ghost, is cursing Bob Woodward. Be like, Bob Woodward, I will kill you if it's the last thing I do. And he's dead. I'm like, what is this going on? What the hell? Yeah, I don't know. And I know the book isn't like this, but I mean, Bob Woodward still, he was a consultant on this movie. So they had, he had to know that he was getting inserted into John Belushi's life, even though it's stated in the movie that they didn't have like, they weren't in touch like at all ever it it's it's horrible it's horrible <laughs> yeah and i mean there's the only like instance is that i think john belushi i think did a bob woodward impression at some point in his career so gotcha. it that's about their only connection but you know whether you want to say that bob i haven't read the book so i don't know how honest and truthful it is but i do know the book has and they play it out in this movie too is that John Landis actually punches John Belushi in the face like during the set of Blues Brothers because he's so coked out that he doesn't even know what's going on. And John Landis said for a fact, like, that never happened. So Wow, it's just sensationalism. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I so, I mean, he could just be trying to cover for him or whatever, so I don't want to make any assumptions. But it's just, it just goes to show you, I just got to be some embellishment in there somewhere, I'm guessing. Yeah, and and, I mean, this movie seems to be out to just attack, because even in that John Landis scene, and this was, like, purposefully put in um, a helicopter noises in the background the whole time in the John Landis scene, which, you know, he famously killed people on the set of Twilight Zone with a helicopter crash. You know, he filmed it. He was there for that. And I guess they put in a helicopter noise when his character's in the movie, which I don't have any sympathy for John Landis, but I think that's just like a little fucked up to, to put that in the movie. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So I don't, it just, it just really goes to show you that they were, <laughs> And like it, that, just little snippets like that, it just shows that the, the person who wrote this really does not like John Belushi at all. And but at the same time, so the other thing that's in this movie that's really puzzling is that it's also like a best of compilation of John Belushi, where they will play an entire performance of Blues Brothers, or they're like, oh, let's just play an entire sketch of his famous samurai character playing baseball and it goes on forever. Yeah. It, it's this movie surprisingly boring because it wants, like you said, it cuts in SNL skits, but some of them aren't actual SNL skits. I, I, I looked it up because I didn't recognize any of them. They, they put in their own skits. They weren't all right reenactments because I guess they didn't have access to it. Yeah, because they they did not, SNL didn't give them permission to do this movie, and they pretty much, which is why 
because I, I I'm almost certain too like they had a very minuscule budget going into this movie so that's why SNL looks like it's filmed in somebody's garage so. yeah it looks horrible <laughs> yeah it, it's almost it's so weird because they didn't get people's names other than Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi and like it, it's hard to recognize quite what's going on or what they're going for sometimes it, it kind of gives like these vague similarities where it it's like, okay, you know John Belushi. Here's all these famous sketches. I mean, don't you love John Belushi? But I, it's without, like, the proper context because it, it jumps back and forth between his life, too. So there's, there's a, there is one scene where it's dead John Belushi watching him and Dan Aykroyd drive through John Belushi's old town. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's where I grew up as a kid. And so he has his flashback starts having a flashback to when he was like younger. It's very weird. And I, it, the movie is terribly paced. Oh, it's yeah. go, it, it's only an hour and 40 minutes, but it feels like it's two and a half hours. Honestly, yeah. I, I spaced out at some point. There, there's a good chunk where I just got tired of it. And it, it was just so boring. Nothing, nothing really happens. These flashbacks have nothing, no importance in the movie either. So at the very end of the movie, John Belushi is taken heroin or that's a woman has given him. She's administered heroin into him and he starts ODing in, in his hotel room from this random woman. And mm-hmm. Bob Woodward, who go, who's had the whole movie is doing like this investigative piece where he's asking all these people that knew John Belushi, all these questions all of a sudden he starts having like an out of body experience where now he is interviewing a dying John Belushi who's in his bed dying deathbed. Yeah. He's, he's on his last breaths and like the woman in there is like, Oh, Bob Woodward, do you want some drugs? (laughs) And he just, he turns her down. And like at that point it, it's so offensive because Bob Woodward begins admonishing John Belushi. He's like, John, you had it all. Why, why would you give it all up for drugs? And he's like, Oh, I had a crappy childhood. He's like, no, you didn't. Your family gave you everything. You had a bunch of friends. You had money. Why would you even do drugs in the first place? It's like this weird PSA for anti-drugs, but it's kind of like implying that John Belushi was this idiot who had no reason at all for taking drugs when we don't know exactly what mental what his mental health state was at that yeah. point or or why he was even doing it in the first place exactly and and it goes into like cuz he even says it like it you know john it's all your fault other people helped you but it is all your fault and it it kind of gives a free pass to the people that enabled him cuz in his last moments how he died was speedball that he didn't even inject he had somebody else inject that into him and it doesn't even want to like acknowledge the people that enabled and gave him the drugs as well it wants to just blame john belushi for everything yeah because i mean dan Aykroyd, his manager both times like john you shouldn't do drugs but let's be honest during that time so many pe- famous people were doing drugs at that time so yeah. How could, I mean, how could you not be in an environment like that when you're surrounded by all these famous people and they're all snorting Coke and it's like, yeah, you know, I'll snort a little Coke. Everyone else is doing it. So, I mean, you don't, you don't really know. I mean, it's just the excess of that point. It's no wonder like 
somebody with an addictive personality wouldn't get hooked on something like that and end exactly. up taking their life. Yeah, and that, that that's the problem. Maybe it would have been better to take an angle on something wrong with Hollywood in general at that time because, you know, that that was just kind of – you hear that all the time. It's like, oh, we just did coke back in those days. That's all we did. Everybody was doing it. Maybe should have taken some kind of angle on that rather than just blame it all on John. And if that wasn't insulting enough, that final scene, and then – the movie takes a seventh seal route where like the, like the guardian angel actually tempts John Belushi being like, Hey, if you beat me in this pinball game, I'll let you go back to life, come back to life. And he's like, Oh yeah, I could. Yeah. And you know, he starts getting optimistic and John Belushi, he starts playing pinball and you know, he's doing okay. And then the guardian angel does it. And you know, of course the guardian angels, you know, kicking his butt in pinball mm-hmm. and John Belushi is pleading with the angel to let him live saying like, I will, I will give up everything. Just let me have my life back, please. So he's begging for his life. And he just, he's like, no, you're dead. Sorry. Just, just, you know, just a big F you like at the end. Who thought thought this was a good idea, right? Like who thought like, oh, you're like, this is John Belushi is somebody's favorite actor out there. And if they sat down and watched this movie and then there's a scene where like, John Belushi pleads to come back to life. I'd be so mad. I'd be so oh, offended. Oh, one other hugely offensive scene that you can see that is in this movie. So John Belushi's dead. So at one point, they actually are performing an autopsy on John Belushi's dead body, but he's a ghost. So he's awake during the entire time and he could feel everything. So yeah. he's being cut apart. And also the doctor that's performing it is Asian. So they're like, oh, well, now he's a samurai. He's hacking up John Belushi. And there's a laugh track playing as John Belushi's dead body is being hacked apart and organs are being taken out of the system. And, and he's screaming like, ah, like, as he's getting sliced open. Yeah, he's mugging to the camera and everything. And I just don't. No, it, it almost feels like misguided, right? Like, like the way out would be, oh, John Belushi would have wanted a comedy about his life. You know, he would have wanted it to be silly. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I highly doubt anybody would want this made about their life. <laughs> Anything like this. Comedian. I, I just, I just imagine like his loved ones going and his friends going to see this movie and watching this scene where it's somebody that they loved as a person and they just have to watch their dead body being mangled, like as their soul is screaming for help. Uh-huh. And like <laughs> being angry in the audience, but the laugh track is just rolling. That's, that's all. That's all I can say about it. It's, it's really bad. It's not worth the time. It's not watching it as so bad. It's good movie. It's just, it's a waste of time and it does not deserve any recognition whatsoever. I've seen a lot of movies in my life, but this ranks as one of the worst I've ever seen. And I know that because I, I got zero enjoyment out of it and would never, I, I don't even know an audience this would be good for. It's not good for I, anybody. Right. I, that's the thing. Like usually when I try to think of like a movie at the end, I'm like, I can at least think of some sect of movie fans that would like it. But this one, I it's really hard to imagine that, which on IMDb, there are positive reviews for it, just so you know. So Sounds about right. There's always, like, every movie is somebody's favorite movie. Which, if you're interested, go read those. But it is, it's not one that we'll be seeing anytime soon. Well, Nathan, I 
I know we're going to be talking about something next next time. Which movie are we we'll be talking about next time? Yeah, we're we're going to be talking about the movie Cop from 1988. Simple title. It is on Tubi. Our best friend over here on Drive In Double Feature. So if you want to give it a watch before that episode. Go watch it. Give it a shot. Only free. Don't have to pay a cent for it. Yeah, that's why I love Tubi. So yeah, I'm excited and I'll I'll see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>